This is the Tomato Tomato Podcast. It's a podcast about movies and how they're reviewed and the somewhat arbitrary awards that some of those movies are given. I'm Jenna, one of your usual co-hosts, and joining me, as always, is... Chris, they're not arbitrary. I do not spend three hours out of my night live-tweeting it for nothing. (laughs) But you're also, you also almost always share that Ron Swanson thing, where it's like, awards (laughs) are stupid unless they go to the right people. (laughs) Which is true every single time. Yes. And this year, I don't know if they went to the right people. Yeah. In some cases. So we're going to be kind of, this is a mini. This is a little different episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a mini one. This is our first like award season as a podcast. So we're going to kind of dip in and out of this a little bit. But so the Golden Globes were this past weekend. Um, By the time we put this out, it'll be like a week after. So if you want all your Golden Globes, like retrospective (laughs) week after the award ceremony, we are going to post it soon. Yeah. We're, we're the place to go. But so, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so the Golden Globes happened last weekend and we're going to kind of talk about what won, what didn't win, what wasn't even nominated in the first place and should have been and vice versa. And just kind of all of the hubbub that's been going on around it and what it could mean for the Oscars. Cause I honestly have no fucking idea what the Oscars are going to do. Neither. Cause usually Golden Globes are a good indicator on where the Oscars are going to go. But this time around, I have no idea. They're they're always, I don't know, the Globes both are and aren't because the voting basis for the Globes is so specific. Like it's, it's it's the Hollywood foreign press. It's basically, it's a bunch of old white, mostly white, mostly men who are from somewhere. Whereas you have like the, the Oscars, the Academy who in the last couple of years have made a conscious effort to include more than just old white men. Yeah. They're trying to since the Oscars so white. Yeah, they're trying to diversify and have it be, like, actual, like, peer-based voting and not just kind of a bandwagon sort of thing. But I honestly, I don't, I don't think that the nominees for the Oscars are going to be what they were for the Globes. I think, and no. that, that's always the case. Like, I remember one time there was a stupid fucking Johnny Depp movie that was like, it was so bad they covered it on How Did This Get Made? But then they were like, this movie got nominated for Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. A, it's not a comedy. And B, the only reason why it got nominated was because the Hollywood Foreign Press wanted to hang out with Johnny Depp. Jeez. And so it's just a, it's it's basically just like, who do we want to hang out with as a, like in the party? Yeah. As opposed to like, let's actually. Because otherwise something like Get Out. Or Big Sick would have been nominated. Well, Get Out was nominated, but that was a whole controversy. It in it. Yes, because it was. Oh, it was. It was nominated for Best Comedy, which that was its own separate controversy. But then it, like, it, it was nominated for a couple of things, but it was in categories where you knew it wasn't really going to win. So yes. it kind it's of kinda like a couple yeah. years ago, um, The Martian won yes. for Best Comedy when yeah. that's not. Comedy, There's but they know, the studio knows it's like oh, if we put it in this category, it has a better chance of winning. Well, it's like the Emmys when they when like Orange is the, like Orange is the New Black was a comedy, and then they they had to put it in the drama category because they were like this show isn't funny. Like yeah. <laughs> it just has snarky moments, but it's also depressing as fuck. So and it's just not funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it the the but the, so the big yeah. winner of the night was. Mm-hmm. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Blah. We have not seen it. I, I I remember seeing ads for it, 
Yeah. And I just, I wasn't interested in seeing it then. And I'm still not interested in seeing it now, despite I, winning. I remember seeing, I saw the trailer for it like way, way, way beforehand. Like when the trailer first debuted, like in the spring or whatever. And I was like, Oh, this looks really interesting. And like the way that the trailer was cut made it seem like this overly not feminist, but kind of like I'm, I'm smashing down the patriarchy and calling out men on their bullshit kind of movie. And so that like at least piqued my interest, but then reading all of the stuff that I have about this movie, I, that's not what happened. No, it's like, (sighs) <sighs> and so it has a, it's rated fresh 93% audience seems to agree 87%. It only has 17 rotten reviews. Wow. Uh, out of 230 uh, or 251 reviews in total. Um, it balances black comedy against searing drama and draws unforgettable performances from its veteran cast. Well, and see, that's the thing is it's a lot of people that are, that's like when you start naming off these people, it's like people that kind of people get circle jerky about not to say that they're <laughs> bad actors, but it's, it's like you have Francis McDormand, yeah. Olsen, Sam Rockwell, like people that uh, the Golden Globes people would love. Yeah, well, and I, and get when behind. I, well, I remember seeing the trailer when the, for the first time and thinking, oh, this is like Fargo kind of like it's Fargo esque. Yeah, especially when you have like Francis. Like, yeah exactly but it's also like just the way that like the cast combined with how the story was told i I thought that it was going to be that and i mean like it's it it is to an extent but then it's also just so racist (laughs) like that's that's the big issue is that it's like okay so you're i don't know i there was this whole there's this whole vulture article that we both kind of read over before this episode and it's kind of like it, it just kind of dissects all the different backlash about this movie and how it's kind of i don't know it speaks to our whiteness sort of to an extent that it's, so it's, many it's, people it, liked this it movie it uses the analogy of last year yeah. with uh la la land and uh moonlight moonlight yeah. But see, the La La Land and Moonlight thing, I think, was blown way out of proportion. I really liked La La Land for what it was. I knew that it was the, like, white savior, I'm going to save jazz kind of bullshit. But the people, like, Ryan Gosling is more than aware of the fact that that was the narrative and has made fun of it since then. And I don't think the intention was ever to, like, I don't know. Like, and I just remember when the whole best picture snafu happened there were like there was someone that was just taking photos of ryan gosling and he was just on stage like laughing out loud because he's like of course this happened of course it fucking happened because our movie is not better than moonlight no and he knows that because he's a good egg yes exactly ryan gosling stay tuned for our eventual we're gonna do ryan gosling month it's gonna happen it's definitely gonna happen but but yeah so this vulture article kind of talks about like all the different backlash and it says like Kind of what I was saying of like, oh, it's a nasty woman sort of analogy when the trailers first came out. She's woke, she's fierce, she's beyond shame or scruples. She's screaming through truth to power. She charges up with the wrath of an Avenger. Yeah. And so, 
But then there's this whole other element that they don't really talk about in the movie, which I'll I'll read from the article. The second half of the movie largely belongs to Sam Rockwell's Dixon, a 'er ne'er-do-well cop with a history of racial violence who gets some measure of redemption by the end of the film. Dixon's arc has made Rockwell a shoo-in for Best Supporting Actor races at the same time as it's rubbed some viewers the wrong way, thanks to a noticeable bit of sleight of hand. McDonough never lets us meet the black person that Dixon is said to have tortured, which lets his past crimes stay entirely in the abstract <laughs> and i'm like we're better than this i'm sorry we are like, we i don't know this this shit should not be a thing that's still happening i don't know and then like i saw someone on twitter during the golden globes kind of saying because like martin mcdonough is from i think like ireland or something he's from somewhere in europe and so it's like there's this weird trend every couple of years of like a person that's not from america writing this sort of like scathing dissection of small town american culture because like you have like american beauty and a couple of other movies and that sort of thing where it's like not written by someone who lives here but it kind of it's like here's what i think america is like and it kind of drudges up all of the like uncomfortable stuff but not in a really nuanced sort of way which this movie does not seem to it it, for people who are at the golden globes the people who nominate the movies it was more like look at here's francis mcdormand and we haven't seen her in a while yeah and she puts in a really good performance and they they put on blinders and really don't care or are aware of kind of the social implications of the movie. Yeah, which going into the other social implications of the Golden Globes. So I I really loved the general concept of let's all wear black and the whole Times Up movement, and I think that there's a really good root of that, and that a lot of the people involved with that have really good intentions. Also, did you see Tessa Thompson completely eviscerate Lena Dunham the other day? I feel bad that she had to apologize for calling out <laughs> Lena Dunham. She should not have to do that. Exactly. Tessa Thompson is too good, and Lena Dunham is shit. Also, Lena Dunham has had the worst week of her life because that happened, and then her boyfriend that is in Bleachers broke up with her, and they've been together. Good. It's about time he got smart. I know. So I'm like, Lena Dunham is having a bad week, and I'm kind of, I'm a little happy about that, but I feel horrible for feeling happy about that. (laughs) I don't put out a shitty TV show and has awful opinions on things. <laughs> but so like, I loved the, I love the general conceit of the times up movement. And I think there's, but it like any movement, there's going to be blind spots within it and there's going to be issues within it. And there was kind of an issue in the fact that the, that everyone who went to the ceremony kind of made this, made this move, like made this choice and had that dress code and kind of made the conversation about, sexual assault and sexual violence and whatever. And yet they pick Gary Oldman to win best actor who has a history of assault against one of his wives who like, and we're going to give a lifetime achievement award to Kirk Douglas. Well, okay. So not even that, it wasn't even lifetime achievement award. It was just like, we're going to bring this clap for you. And I'm like, they they didn't even give him anything. No, it was just like, Hey, he's still alive. Let's wheel him out in a wheelchair. No, because the lifetime achievement award went to Oprah. They only give like out like one in award ceremony. I, so, I thought I remember it being, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm wrong, but I thought they had given him and Oprah no, an award. No, I know. Out. I know. It was like, and God. And like, yeah, if you don't like, I, 
I don't know if it's a hundred percent true. I entirely believe that it could be true, but that he is so a basically, horribly horrible rapist. So I'm yes. just like, there's such whoever coordinated that part of the show is has the most prolific sense of irony because it's this whole thing of like let's condemn sexual violence and have women stand up and blah 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 blah. But also let's did. celebrate this person. And then you have someone like. Justin Timberlake, who I saw on the red carpet beforehand, yeah. kind of praising the whole movement. He was with Jessica Biel, mm-hmm. kind of like, this is great. I support this. But you're also in Woody Allen's new movie. I know. Yeah. I just, I do you're love, really tearing down your own message when I, you. Yeah. I, I, I do love that now people are having to own up to the fact that Woody Allen sucks. Because, like, even Greta Gerwig, who. I was just going to say. She, yeah. She, had, she came out and said that she regrets it, but she she's moving the message in a positive direction where it's like, I learned from it. And that's kind of the best thing to do. And because like the Woody Allen, the culture around Woody Allen has been so weird and to the point where it's like, it was such an open secret, but everyone kind of, it was kind of the norm to ignore it. And so I don't blame everyone who was in one of his movies. I, I just think that them apologizing and trying to make things better and like own up to the fact that they did that is the better way of going about that and so i'm glad that some people are but then yeah it's like to all the people that are wearing like the the pin like all the guys that are wearing the pins and stuff because even james franco he won an award as well and there's also and now there's, there's also five new women coming out. out yeah so it's like you can't I saw uh, it was the onion or reductress headline or whatever. And it was a picture of James Franco. And it was like, I believe women, except for when they're talking about me. Yep. <laughs> that is accurate. Like, yeah. So it's, uh, but for a movie that was written and directed by a woman who we just mentioned, yeah. Greta Gerwig. Yes. Lady bird. Yes. I, I need to see this. I just, pr- I, just so I could yeah. see it. Not because I'm really <laughs> interested, but just, this is the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. And we're going to have to cover it on this podcast just for that fact. But yes. For the quick rundown, it's 99% fresh. Out it of was 200, Out of 215 reviews, just one rotten. Wow. <laughs> Lady Bird delivers fresh insights about the turmoil of adolescence and reveals writer-director Greta Gerwig as a fully formed filmmaking talent. 82% liked it. Um, 13,800 user ratings and 4.1 average. It's high. Wow. It's really high. Yeah. We do need to cover that at some point, but yeah, I've been meaning to see it. It's just, I know there are so many people that are like women my age who have seen it. And then they're like, this completely fucked me up because it reminded me of my relationship with my mom. And so I'm like, I will see this, but I need to be in the right headspace yeah, for it. And that's so, really all I know about it. And that's all yeah. I kind of want to know that it's yeah. just about a relationship between uh, a mother and a daughter. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't speak to if it's deserved or not. I hate to go against it the current like here and say, well, no, it seems like it is. And like, I don't know. Like I said, we'll have to cover it once we see it. But like, I I think that there wouldn't be, there would be more people going against it. Like you would, you would be able to find those reviews on Rotten Tomatoes if, if it was more undeserving of that. But like, I don't know. I don't think it's a bandwagon thing because there is always that to, to a certain extent, but like even movies that like do really well still have more than one rotten review to their name. So I think that, 
there has to be some sort of reason why it's rated so high. I'm just out of curiosity. I'm seeing who the Rotten Review is from. Yeah. And it's from it's from a guy's website, colesmiley.com. <laughs> well, so thank, thank you. Thank you to that guy for completely ruining the film's Rotten Tomatoes score. He's like, so brave for doing uh, a review. So brave. Oh, my God. But, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so this movie, Lady Bird, we're going to see it at some point. We'll, yeah. We'll talk about it on here. And Greta Gerwig, she seems like a genuinely good person I, and a genuine talent. Yeah, I saw one of her other movies in like in college because she has, I think it's called Frances Ha. It's like, it's it's Woody Allen-esque and it, so that kind of bothered me, but it, mm. it was kind of like, well, no, because it's like shot in black and white and it's very artsy-fartsy kind of mumblecore sort of thing, but I think that was also trying to like, it's kind of the thing that, that like early filmmakers do where it's like, I'm going to try to copy or like homage other people while trying mm-hmm. to find my own style. But it seems like with Lady Bird, she kind of found her own style. And so I hope she's like not one of those like big winners who disappears. Yeah. I feel like that happens. A lot. There's always that one darling winner yeah. every year who's like, this is the next big thing. And then you never hear about him again. Yeah. I it, like remember the artist. Remember who directed that and okay, won that? That was that was no kinda, that was uh, the artist was overrated. I'm sorry. But that's my, like they won everything, and you don't hear about those people again. Yeah, like so. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to her. Yeah, I hope that happens to Three Billboards though. Everyone, there was someone Same. who said that Three Billboards will be this year's version of Crash. It will be. <laughs> I was like, thank you. That perfectly sums it up. But yeah, it it is. It's going to be really interesting to see what kind of happens with everything. Um, like especially going into the Oscars, because like I said, I don't think these, the, the awards. It's so not reflective. No. And we can kind of talk about like what wasn't even nominated, which should have been. So just one last one, one. Oh yeah. That was nominated and won, but I don't think it'll be nominated. Uh, come Oscar time is shape of water. I, I think so. You think it was? I see. Yes. To me, the Oscar is, uh, they're very anti genre film. No, generally. no. No. I, I think that, I don't know. There are a few exceptions, but generally to me, it seems like they're, they, it'll, they go it'll for the get Oscar something. bait. No, I think it's still Oscar. It'll get, the, it'll get the technical awards, not I, the I big will, prestigious ones. I don't know. I think it could because I think that there, it's, it's been nominated for so many awards, like across the board in like every single, like even the really obscure kind of ceremonies that are happening. So I think that it'll get at least like del Toro will get an act or like a directing nomination. I feel like, because mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It, and it, it's about time, honestly, but yeah, it, it seems to me like the shape of water both is and isn't a genre film, which I think kind of helps it be such an Oscar bait kind of thing. This is one of his much more, Subtle movies. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, like everything else that he's done is still fucking perfect, but like not really, not really in that kind of level of stuff like that. But yeah, I, I honestly can't tell. I'm, I'm very curious what will be nominated for what, especially with best picture. I'm like, I I think definitely, I think we'll see something like we mentioned before, get out. Yeah. Will have to be nominated. I feel like it has to. Um, 
So let's see. The the t- so they can have ten nominees total. Which I think they need to pare that back down because I remember. No, I don't think. I think this year there's more than enough reason. And part of it is entirely for like personal bias on my part. <laughs> but like I can I can totally see them justifying it being nine or ten this year. But like what what I, what, look, what I, I get that logic, but I feel like it's almost it's almost like let's do, just open it up to everyone. Kind of not that the ones that are, will will be nominated aren't deserving. It's yeah. just too because I remember rolling back the clock to two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the Dark Knight wasn't yeah. nominated, and there was a huge hullabaloo about well, that's, it. That's and why then, the, that's why the limit increased was because yeah. because of the Dark Knight. So I don't know because like okay, that that kind of goes into my next thing, which it's it's unbelievably stupid to me that wonder woman and logan were both shut out it's like it's like logan the, should have been included it's like the golden globes completely forgot about logan honestly there were moments where it i forgot there are moments that i completely that forgot she, that logan came out a year ago i thought it came out like five years ago it really does long. feel like it it's hard to believe that it came out in 2017 but like i I, it's so dumb to me that it didn't get nominated for some things considering like they, they brought Hugh Jackman there because of his stupid blatantly wrong PT Barnum fan yes. fiction. So it's like, why not bring him there for Logan and also bring Patrick Stewart. And then, Hey, you get two people out of it. Like I, it was so, I don't know. I I'm, I'm hoping that the Oscars don't make that mistake. And I, I hope not. It means- I, yeah. I even accept like silly technical award. Yeah, but I I don't know because something. Yeah, I need the I need it to get nominated for something, and I yeah, and like Wonder Woman, there was a hullabaloo when that got shut out of the Globes. Yeah, and, and then I mean part of it was that Patty is among the female directors that were shut out of the directing category, but when like, there are already so few already. But like Gal was there at the ceremony. You could yes. have still like I don't know. It seemed weird to me to shut that out, but to include other movies. But it almost seems to me like the Globes care less about superhero and genre kind of stuff mm-hmm. that never really gets the focus really. Cause no. like, I don't even think the dark Knight was really nominated for golden globes. If I remember correctly, I don't remember offhand. I'm going to look that up. It, it if, won. It, it won best supporting actor. For I was just going to say it was probably that. Cause then he, yeah. So posthumously won it for, uh, <laughs> at the Oscars too. Yeah. But so it just seems, I don't know. I'm hoping that the Oscars don't make that same mistake. And I'm hoping that wonder woman and Logan get some sort of attention. Cause like wonder woman, they, they have been, they, they started an Oscar campaign like back in October. Like and they've they just been like, we're going to for your consideration for everything, every single award, which like it shouldn't be nominated for every single award necessarily, but like well, it, will, it definitely will be. Yeah. And it'll like definitely be up there for technical stuff. Yeah. Like they know that they're not going to get everything nominated, but they're not going to get a lot of acting. A lot ones, of the point of it is like to get people to talk about it. Yeah. And like, I think, like I think studio politics is like, let's just get it out there. Yeah. And if we get nominated, that's awesome. Uh huh. Well, and like Patty deserves to be the best best director. It would, it would be great to have her nominated after not having directed anything since 
monster. Uh, which she won for. Yeah. So it'd be exactly. great to have it come full circle. Yeah. Well, and I just remembered another genre movie that we both love and we talked about it at length on this podcast and I, it completely got shut out of the globes and I just now realized that it did blade runner. I was just thinking that too, just from a production, uh, standpoint it should be nominated it will it will get all of the technical stuff cinematography everything like if if the world is good and wants to (laughs) award good things then roger deakins will finally win an oscar for cinematography he has never won one in his life and this movie like perfectly sums up why he should so i could totally see that getting the technical stuff and possibly see that's the thing is like just because the best picture category has increased doesn't mean all of the other ones have increased so best director is going to be really weird because it's yes. like i think i think who's going to get shut out yeah i think denny really deserves to be in there but will he be in there or will it be like i don't think he will white men thing a bunch of white men and then patty and maybe greta gerwig <laughs> like what what will what will it even look like i honestly don't know which is I kind think of, it'll be similar to the Globes, but it, <sighs> I can tell. I know. This it's all up in the air. Like we can make some solid predictions, but there's yeah, it's, it, it's all over the place. It's just crazy, and yeah, like there's some well, and okay, like back to what I was trying to say earlier. In terms of the Best Picture race, I can name like I was trying to count as you were talking. I can name like five or six movies that I've already seen that I could genuinely see being part of the Best Picture race, mm-hmm. and that doesn't even account like account for the award baity type movies that I know will be nominated. Which I was just thinking, I think for both director and Best Picture, Dunkirk will yeah. be up there. Yeah, I, it will. I think no one's a little due for one, just at least a nomination. Yeah, because... I know it's the circle jerky, white feminism, <laughs> Oscar bait thing, but he's really good at what he does, even though he does make really white movies. Yes. <laughs> I love, like, I will I totally love, own I love up to... The fact that Hugh Grant was, like, announced... Like, introducing dunkirk at the golden globes and everyone kind of realized like wait was he actually in dunkirk and then it's like no but so many white guys were in dunkirk that he might as well have been in dunkirk uh, he was there for padding paddington too so know. you know he's there for good reasons <laughs> future oscar winner paddington <laughs> too. um but yeah it I, I do think he's overdue and i do think dunkirk i could see dunkirk getting him him nominated i think that the fact that he got nominated for the globes is kind of a good indication of that but like yeah i don't know there's so many good directors it's so frustrating that they that the category will have to be limited because like jordan peele patty guillermo denny i feel like jordan Nolan. peele has a good chance for yeah. director i hope Just, so just since uh, the Oscars so white and they've really opened up the the people who vote in the yeah. academy. Yeah. So I'm I, I honestly like I don't know where it's going to go. And I I don't know. Also, if the big sick gets nominated for anything, I will cry. I'll lose my shit. I will cry <laughs> so much. Because like that's I'm so I- excited for Kumail and Emily. I know. I know. Just, They've had a really good year, and now really just the little side. But did you, Kumail's developing a new show based off an old movie? No. I'll send you the link after, but we'll talk about it then. But like, he's having a really 
good year. He has Silicon Valley coming back. Uh, they deserve to be nominated. Like the good thing about screenplay is that they divide it into two categories. So like they will best adapted and original, right? Yes. And so this is obviously original. It's based off of their lives. So I, I would like, it totally makes sense for them to be in that category, which is going to make me lose my shit. Like I'm so excited, but yeah, it, it's so unpredictable in terms of like what I want to happen Versus what will versus what will happen. And like I said, I don't think that the, I don't think that the globes were necessarily the best indicator of it. Like sometimes they are, but this year I don't think they are. There will be things that carry over like, like supporting actors and actresses and stuff like that. But I don't really see it being a complete proxy, which I think is going to be interesting. So let's see. I'm trying to figure out, when the when the nominations come out <laughs> i would imagine soon yeah um let's see the nominations are announced when the fuck january 23rd okay so yeah just a couple more weeks so we will find out then but it's just really interesting. And I mean, there are a couple of smaller award shows along the way that will kind of like help indicate where things are going. Well, let's give a shout out to, you know, Rotten Tomatoes was smart and they did give Kumail and Emily the golden tomato for best reviewed romance of 2017. Oh, so that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so this will be really interesting to kind of see where everything goes. And don't worry, we will definitely do... Should we maybe do a thing about the nominations? I think we should. And then another thing about the ceremony? I feel like we should. We definitely will. Yeah. And hopefully by then we'll have seen one or two of the (laughs) other things that are nominated. If they want to send us screeners... No, they won't. That's not how that works. (laughs) Um, I'll get it to work. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna try to maybe see our Tanya tomorrow, so that at least counts as one thing. But so, like everything, I don't know. We'll hopefully have seen a couple of the awards movies beyond just like the ones that we've been preaching about for this whole episode and the whole tenure of this podcast. But yeah, so if people want to hear you talk about what movies you think should be nominated, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Chris Vito. And where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all of that at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. And you can find our show at Tomato Tomato Pod on Twitter. You can email us at Tomato Tomato Pod at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page. I think just search for Tomato Tomato. Pod, yeah. That should yeah. be it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, there's a link in the Twitter, too, and... On the yeah, episode description, go, probably. If you go to one of our things, you will find every other thing. <laughs> I just said. You'll go down the tomato, tomato rabbit hole. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you're reading about conspiracy theories at four in the morning. That's how it goes. Yep. All right. Well, um, tune in next week as we talk about some sort of movie. I don't know what. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We always do. So, yeah. <laughs> Until next time, keep watching movies. Bye. Bye.